Welcome to the Reading Aloud Podcast, a place where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication are explored in real time by a real couple. That's us. And a baby. (laughs) Enjoy. All right, we're going to do a one minute juice up. I like to call this uh, podcast foreplay. Okay, so I just want to know, how do you come to this space? Because we're about to talk about money. Come to this space is pretty good. I've had a good day so far starting out. And yeah, I'm busy, but I'm feeling like feeling confident and motivated. And how do you come to this space today? I've also had a good day. I feel good. I've made a lot of money today. And I'm excited to talk to you about money. Awesome. We had a longtime listener ask us a question of like if we had talked about money. And so I was like, yeah, we talked about money at one point on a podcast, but she had some specific questions about do we have the same money mindset? How do we do it, deal with money? And then she said something really interesting where she said she had been taking an inventory uh, just in the beginning of 2023 at her house and was looking around and thinking, in one to two generations, literally everything in this house is going to be in a landfill. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. And it's not something that I didn't know, but it was something that I ha- I hadn't thought about everything in this house ending up in a landfill. You know, when we ask for gifts at Christmas and stuff, it's usually stuff that we haven't taken the time to get, couldn't afford, um, but really need and use. Or the favorite gift that I have is either contributions to a nonprofit, some other organization, or things that you can let go of or things that go away. like Things f- that go away. Food, yeah. like food, lotion. Food or bomb. events. Yep. Food or events. Yeah. So just had our annual financial conversation. And would you have been willing to record the conversation we had beforehand i mean that might be where we're going today but yeah i mean we are i'm i'm open to that back and forth you know i mean there was some really deep sharing there it was and it was uh you know i didn't want to stop and make it like ooh, let's make this a podcastable moment i I had the thought oh i did too of course every time that we get into a i don't know what the right term for it like heated debate or uh, you know, intense discussion. <laughs> I, I think about the podcast because I'm like, this is what we want people to hear. So, so next time, should we say? I mean, I w- if I had been like, stop, can we record? We would have started laughing, and that would have ruined the fight altogether. I <laughs> would have ruined a perfectly good fight. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I was pretty upset. It was the most upset I've been since 2023. <laughs> Uh, all year it's the most upset i've been in a while and we dredged some stuff up we did yeah i mean well i we did dredge some stuff up my perception was it wasn't done in a way to hurt the other person it was done in a way where we had a lot of unprocessed things that needed to be shared yeah, it was interesting because when you were like i mean you got so hurt and you put dagger eyes on and then you also were i think you cried a little bit when i said something which was like how you came to this relationship regarding like what your uh, relationship to money was when we started our relationship and you were just like dude that was a lot of years ago and after you got upset i was like 
yeah, why did I say that? Because it isn't who you are now at all. And it doesn't acknowledge the changes that we've made together and separately. And then I realized that I wasn't trying to say that exactly, that more what I was trying to say was that there's one subtle aspect of how we show up to these conversations that's still playing out some old habit. And I was like, maybe there's this subconscious relationship back to the way back when, but not that you're not changed. Did you understand that when I ended up clarifying it? I understood that. I mean, I think in that moment, it triggered me in a way of, I get very sensitive about being put in a box and especially just generally being put in a box. I get very sensitive about that, whether right or wrong. It's just something that kind of triggers me. And that is, so it did. So in that moment, I might not have fully, but I I know what you were trying to do and I know what you were trying to say or reference. And especially something that is a thing that- Some old news. Some old news or something that that I'm I'm never allowed to change from that being a type of, the type of person that I am. You know, that's a conversation that we had in my family growing up a lot is like, how have people changed? And are we willing to acknowledge those changes? And- I have appreciated having those conversations with you because firsthand I can see them and I really feel like there's a direct relationship between the changes you've made and the way that the the love the way that the love for each other grows mm-hmm. uh, or you and me not you've made yeah. but like we've made. Yeah, I mean and I think that's a strength of our relationship is no matter how hard we push each other and we do call each other out in a healthy way. Both commit in, in many different ways to changing behaviors that either negatively affect the other person or negatively affect the relationship. And that's not a open and closed process. That is an ongoing process. And I think I, I really feel like both of us are committed to that. I actually woke up this morning um, and I was doing some writing in a journal and I was like just really found myself overflowing with gratitude for the ways in which you have committed to behavioral change or whatever that contributes to this relationship. And I just found myself very grateful for that. And that was a good gratitude and appreciation to remind myself of because sometimes I think it's easy to get lost in the frustration. You yeah, put me in a box. Huh? It's easy to put me in a box. Well, yeah, it's easy to put the other person in a box, and especially when you're frustrated, you know, or especially when you might have other stuff going on and your partner is the easiest person to blame in that moment. Ooh, you know? Yeah, that's a big one um, for everybody. But, you know, what is it that made you grateful? Like, I don't like I don't you said it already to me once and I was like, why? And you were like, I just am. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I think partially that response was because like it was a feeling like there wasn't any specific moment. It was like I, I really felt that and isn't it was that something the beautiful that came th- to me. Isn't that the beautiful thing about doing that journaling? It's like t- taps into something deeper. I've recommitted to journaling this year uh, after feeling like after the Christmas season and not really getting to connect with myself, which we talked about in our podcast about intentions at the beginning of the year. And I just felt it takes you into a place of gratitude. Uh, It takes all the trash that's in your brain and kind of works it out and works it through and lets it go. It's just the most amazing process. And, you know, we get it or I got it from Julia Cameron's The Artist Ways, doing the morning pages. I mean, we just, I dreamed up going to Mexico in in my morning pages like three days ago. And now we have a plan. 
we're going with some friends and we're, we like have the perfect place to go. We found the perfect location and it's all on a nice budget because we're going to talk about money. Great. Let's get to it. Yeah, we do visioning every year, and we've talked about that on the podcast a fair amount. Money visioning. Money visioning. And one of the things that uh, we tried to do this year was gather up some data from our yearly finances and we have like a monthly budgeting sheet which is basically something to just track our expenses and help us manage our bills can i just say that you created a powerpoint for everybody who's wondering what my husband's like in a deep way is you created a powerpoint which was really helpful because you you did two things that were that stood out to me with the powerpoint one it was a the clearest way i've ever seen like what are our what's our debt what were what are our bills what was last year? What did we do last year? And you put woohoos after like almost everything. It was all of it was a celebration. Yeah. <laughs> including the That's, debt. Woo-hoo! I mean, I, this year, what I tried to do to enhance our visioning around budgeting and money was inform it with some data. Mm-hmm. That was basically what it was, was like, here's the data of, of the numbers. And we don't, we're not diving into these numbers. We, we can answer questions, but like those numbers are just there to review and then to go into some intention setting, goal setting for the year around money, informed intention setting, to make an informed intention setting, to make an informed goal setting. So we're not just kind of throwing things out there from what we feel. It's informed by data. That was that was what the presentation was for. We put our visioning from, I don't know what it was, probably 2020, 2019. I was actually looking at that the other day and being like, man, we need to we need to redo that. Well, yeah. And I, and I have hesitated to take it down because there's a lot of goals on there around travel and money that we haven't met yet. So I'm like, okay, well, that stuff's still in process, even though we visioned that out a couple years ago for that year but we put it in our money corner and I think that that was coming more from a place and I appreciate that creative space of just like throwing it all out there making the the biggest you know money dreams putting it on paper and saying like we're gonna work towards this or we're gonna hope for this or whatever we're gonna do and I really appreciate that this year we did it from the data perspective because it's so much more it's like smart goals it's so much more attainable. Yeah, I appreciate that as well. Talk about the fight? Yeah, I was going to say, do you want to talk about kind of like, because I think the valuable thing for reading aloud podcast Number listeners. Number one, you were mean. <laughs> Number two, you were really mean. <laughs> Keep going. Number three, meanie pants. <laughs> how, to, how to talk about this. I think that, like I said before, I think that there were... There were just there were some just unsaid things that had built up like we kind of post fight analysis was that we had done three or four years ago a lot of focus and intention around our finances. And uh, we did a money study group with friends and we read some amazing books and we created a lot of stuff. We ended up uh, purchasing our very first home. We ended up just really leveling up our finances in the way that we deal through with money. a data-based book like just strictly numbers there's not mindset anything other than the very last chapter was like clean out your house because that's a big distraction yep and that really supported us 
But that, I feel like in the past year to year and a half almost, and and really we could tie this to Neo and having a kid, we have really just plateaued with that. We have continued to do well. I mean, we're not, you know, we're still focused on it in a way, but that connective relational spiritual aspect of it faded. We had some of the like more data systems in place, but they started to not work like we wanted them to work or like they could work because we didn't have that additional layer. And I think that the fight before that conversation of intention setting was a reflection of that. We we hadn't connected on that level around money before. We hadn't centered ourselves on like what our values were, what our connection to God through money was. And we couldn't actually complete a really healthy visioning session because of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another plug for having a kid. I you know and I think that part of it is also just the you know how many things in our lives changed because of having a kid including where a large chunk of our money needed to go to in order to provide care for him while we continue to work and do our passions and take time off so I appreciate that and then you know towards the end of last year we started to get back into our weekly meetings where we talked about scheduling and finances so I appreciated that too but that didn't last very long uh, the holidays and of course your mother's death all of those things played a part in us not being able to prioritize that so this year don't you feel like this year something's different different you know I think a lot of people thought 2022 was different because the pandemic we had gotten vaccines and the pandemic had started we'd started to come to terms well with I think that. 2022 just it was everything happened quick and we were all looking towards the kind of post-pandemic reconnection reigniting of our worlds but it, it wasn't there yet. And, you know, the astrology uh, out there talks a lot about this. But, yeah, I do agree that the this year, 2023, it really does feel different. It and feels I, different. And I feel that for a lot of people. I also feel that for us because I think we're coming out of the haze of new parenthood for the first time. And of course, if you listen to our other podcasts, we are actively working to have a second baby. That's right. One way... Or another, so, I'm gonna find you. Is it, I'm gonna get you, get you, beat your baby. Okay, one way or right. another. I want to hear from you, like what you really felt was at root of that fight, and what takeaways did you have from it? You know, my main complaint was that you know we we always have tension. There's this like weird tension when we start to talk about money, and it gets really like I don't know, like there's tension in our bodies. It gets. Would you really, call it a power dynamic? I don't know. I think that's a great question, but it gets really, um, it gets really businessy really fast. And I appreciate it. Money is numbers. It's business. It shouldn't be emotional. And I think that it, that's a different way that we relate than other areas of our lives. I also stood pretty strong, pretty firmly in my opinion that you were the one that brought the tension. And I get that there's a lot of opportunity to blame in relationships, but I, that's why I said, I wonder if there's any lingering, like just the last threads of emotion for you that was there when I first met you, which was where you had a little bit more of a scarcity mentality or a I don't know another way to say it. I mean, scarcity is probably a little too heavy. It was more just like there was some scarcity. There was a little bit of fear, but there was a sense that like that money wasn't going to flow and that we were kind of stuck in place with it. And so we had to work with that budget every time with no expectation that it would grow or change or evolve. And I, 
And, and I stood pretty firmly in that. Now, I, what I know is that when you have tension, then I have tension, then it does get into that power dynamic. And also, I really, you know, I have a lot of insight and I cannot say that I feel like I am being pushed around with money or that I'm worried that you're going to say a certain thing. I just like, I really don't feel like I have that kind of tension. I hear you and I don't disagree with you. I think I do have tension coming to financial conversations. And, you know, I think part of that is it's it's a couple things. Number one, I'm the one in the relationship and it's not that you can't do this, but like that that kind of follows a little bit more of the numbers. You know, I'm a little at least currently currently I'm, currently, I'm the one tuned into the numbers. I struggle, I'll call it a growth edge, is because of that dynamic that we had or maybe still have, I'm the one that has a little bit more of a scarcity mentality around money or this or that. I get nervous around, I have trouble delivering news to you, financial news that's like, hey, we got to cut back or hey, we can't do everything that we want to do. Or from my perspective, we can't do everything. It goes against something that I we have recognized that like, oh, Adam has a has had a scarcity mentality and doesn't believe let that me, money will flow. And so it's harder. You. Does it make sense? So yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, one of the things you said after the PowerPoint presentation was that you were like, we are in a, we're crushing it. That's what you said. And I would say that we have done a lot of what we've wanted to do over the years. I don't think there's been many times where we've said no. And, you know, for a while that was preventing us from making any significant gains, like buying a house or investing in anything outside of travel. And then we did tweak it because of the book we read, which is in the Money, Money, Money podcast. And then, you know, we've kind of hit a new level with having a baby and having that extra expense. And so what bad news, like, I even as you say that, I'm like, why would we even call it bad news? Or, you know, we always, I'm always open to cutting back in certain areas, you know, and, and what we have established is that at any point in time, we are not overspending. We really aren't. And so when you say deliver bad news, like I can even feel myself kind of getting back into that place now of like, what is bad news? The dynamic that I think we're in right now, where we have a, a, a monthly budget where there's flexibility, but not a ton. Like you said, and I agree with you, we don't spend a ton of frivolous money. We're, we're really conscious about that. Yet at the same time, if we want to, say, tackle debt or we want to jump into saving a, a large sum, maybe like for a, a big home improvement or a, you know, a, a big travel uh, thing that you, you need to save, yeah, you know, like tens of thousands of dollars for that you really need to like jump into. Don't know other than, oh, make more money or, you know, know so that's the sticky situation. It's like there isn't like, the flexibility in our monthly budget to achieve the bigger goals. I don't and- think that there is. Yeah. Like, I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, we did an assessment. We were getting a, a subscription grocery uh, with meal prepping post baby. And, you know, we just didn't have the time or energy to go to the grocery store once a week. And we... We did an assessment and figured out that we would save 20 to $30 a week if we stopped that, but then put the time and energy of you going to the grocery store. So that's where we were getting into. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. that's, re- that's really fine-tuned. And then so we went back to the grocery store and have we been able to save tens of thousands because of that? No, I just don't think that we have that. It is about making more money or about, 
I don't know, taking Neo out of daycare and figuring out how to. Right. There's but like, like at some point, but, it, but we weren't saving tens of thousands of money before Neo. And now we have that additional expense. And it's just like we grew into that. I, I agree with that. I guess I still have blocks around trying to strategize out of that with you and like set goals because I feel like it's it's there's something there related to a scarcity mentality and you know and trying to get out of that that I have trouble voicing well, in our I financial it, conversations. I think it's also you thinking that like it I think you're right you feeling like you said the words you feel put in your place in our fight the other day and I said I I mean I that one hurt so bad to me because I was like put in your place like you asked to take over the finances a couple years ago and all I've ever said is what a difference that made and how that allowed us to meet some really significant goals like buying a house and I've I just think it was the best thing that we did and you are not somebody who says no a lot so you've been able to do that and keep that numbers my dad always says money likes organization. So you've kept it all very clearly mapped and organized and you get to say yes. And so, and, and I mentioned that like, I don't, I, you spend more than I do and you're spending it on things like on house stuff, Home Depot, Lowe's, stuff like that for the both of us. But you're the one that says, can I do this? And I am not spending that money out of our collective budget. And so I just didn't understand like in any way shape or form but what I hear you saying now is being put in your place is trying to address whether it's scarcity or not trying to address something that you're seeing in the money and me not being willing to look at it with you because it gets labeled as scarcity mentality or it is scarcity and we're still not able to look at it I think what I what I was trying to communicate and I agree putting in place is definitely the wrong language was feeling like if I bring up anything that is a we'll just call it a no that it gets labeled as that's what I just said that. that's yeah. what I just said yeah and so I just wanted to say that even as I'm saying this to you now I'm realizing that the pushback whether it's scarce with it whether it's an honest scarcity mentality or not the pushback is not serving us and it you know it's like if I don't want to hear it I shut it down and it's because I always thought I was pushing back against the scarcity mentality. And what I'm realizing now is that there's probably wisdom in there, scarcity or otherwise, that could take us to the next level. Question I have for myself is how can I better tolerate when you say things like you said in the car the other day, I was like, hey, your whole crew that we see once a year is going to Hawaii for for the friend who lives there's wedding. And another one of those people is is asking to stay a little longer to celebrate their 40th birthday and I said do you want to go that I was like do you want to try to make that happen which is actually one of our 2019-2020 goals from this little paper that we have in the corner a trip to Hawaii and I was like oh it's gonna finally happen and your words were to be honest with you we don't we just don't have the money for that and I was like what when do we ever approach things like that like I mean, we do everything on a really low budget when we travel. Yeah. We have managed to like use points for tickets, like scrape up some companion tickets. We've managed to like find the most inexpensive location and place, but still have it be amazing. Get there and cook for ourselves. I guess, I guess where I'm coming to it and I totally agree. And I fully admit that how to communicate that still from a place of joy and abundance 
you know, because I, I struggle with it and I'm still learning, I, I, I definitely communicate it in a way that is kind of demanding and arrogant. And that doesn't sit well with you. And that doesn't wouldn't sit well with anybody. So I take ownership for that. I think broader picture where I think what I'm trying to come from, and this is just me thinking about it right now, is like, Always saying yes has served us really well. And because we are swimming in some amazing waters, we want to propel to a whole nother level than where we're at or hit some really big goals. I'm going to like scratch my eyes out. What we have said, we haven't traveled since 2019. We took one trip to LA for our podcast in the beginning of 2020, and then we traveled once last year to a family wedding. Like we, but it haven't, doesn't mean that we haven't said yes to other things, right? We haven't. We said yes to putting our kid in daycare. We haven't. <laughs> yeah. The things that bring we put us put an to- addition on the house. Okay. All right. All right. And we did <sighs> five grand worth of landscaping in the back. You know, it's gone into home. You just said yes to Mexico, and I'm just wondering, like, what do you want to say no to, babe? Do you not want to go to your dear friend's wedding where you're the DJ? Do you not want to go to your cousin's that's, wedding? That's what I'm. That's what I would hope to navigate with you, and only from. No, but what are we going to say no to? I don't, I don't know. The twenty dollar difference on the food, <laughs> on the food, on the groceries. I don't know, and and that's why I think I think. For me, it's it's like it's not about just jumping in and saying no. It's about just understanding what the tra- trajectory has been over the past year and a half, year to year and a half, celebrating that and at the same time consistently asking ourselves the question going forward, how are we going to take this to make a- more money uh-huh. we are talking about twenty dollar differences in groceries and i think it's i think it's worth it to be able to go to somebody's wedding i mean we just don't i think we need like if we don't do any of that stuff we're not going to make the connections we need feel fulfilled like see the world from a new perspective like we're gonna be just and i'm not saying like we can't set like a two or three year goal of like we're gonna go dark and just make it you know, make yeah. some big gains. But like, I still don't know what, where that's coming from. You well, want to take the little money that we've saved in our travel account and put it towards what? Yeah. The I IRA. Mean, I get it. We could do that. Or maybe well, I'm we also do. saying that or there maybe is because I, you said we want to meet a savings or you had suggested we meet a savings goal, which is really just a fifteen hundred or twenty five hundred dollar increase from last year um, into our retirement savings. And so we could take that travel money and put it there instead of go to Mexico until we meet that twenty five hundred dollar goal. And then from that place, we can start saying yes again. That's an interesting idea. And this is what I this is where I hope the conversation would go. I, I, I am not saying that I have the and I know you're not demanding this just to be clear, though, like. I'm not saying that I have the answer to this. I guess I'm just coming from a place of acknowledging and you hearing a trend that I have been seeing where we have been kind of just treading a little bit. We still do things and we still say yes. And you're right. We haven't like gone on any big extravagant trips, but but we have continued to, we haven't done massive chip aways at our, our debt, which are basically just bigger loans. We haven't, you know, saved a huge chunk of money outside of retirement savings, which is locked in. I mean, I could cry. 
I could cry. I'm telling you the solution, which is we have to make more money. Okay. We're at our capacity. Got it. And I don't, and I think we're going to stretch to be able to travel to a wedding and maybe have this vacation to Mexico, which we picked Mexico because it's inexpensive to get there. Right. I, right, I mean, right. we found $200 round trip tickets like we're looking at shoestring mexico budget and but we need that like we need we want to yes, travel with I our kid he's not totally even uh, he's about to be two and we want to travel i agree so i and i hear i hear your solution i hear your solution i guess and maybe maybe i'm just stubborn on it so i admit that i'm i'm sorry i just and i know that you hear me but it's like a so it's not realistic or it's not fair to you but it's just coming from a place of like wanting to feel heard and acknowledged in that but babe and, and i'm just said it's not fair to you so i, know, I, but I acknowledge like, that. i guess just, it's just, just interesting but, about that. okay so now and and i know we got to wrap this up but like now i'm confused because you know that i have said give me the budget and i am so good at staying within it. If you totally say know. we're going to do $600 in groceries, I used to, I kept a ledger from the time I was 21 to the time I was like till like I met you or shortly a ledger because I was good with budget and and I would spend it all because I wasn't I was and I would save I would save before I got my money but and I saved saved a lot but like after that I would spend everything I had it's like I have a little bit more buy a new pair of shoes right but and you got us to to the point where we could buy a house but I guess I just I don't no, I, I'm surprised to hear you say that you feel like I'm not listening to that. Like every year we've talked about no, like how I think, to approach I think debt. You, I think you are. I'm just saying, I, I think you are. I, I I don't think you're hearing me trying to like just be honest about it and, and acknowledge that like that's my own shit. Like I, I am telling you that's my own shit. And no, so but I've never heard you say that you don't feel like we tackle. Well, then it's good that I'm getting it out there. <laughs> We, I was the one that asked you to look at our grocery bill. I'm like, tell me how much this is costing. Do run an, run a three month assessment compared to what we were spending before. Yep. And then this thing that was very convenient. Now I won't say it was the tastiest, but it was very <laughs> convenient and it saved because time is also money. It saved you time is now gone. So we can save $20 a week. Yeah. It's more than that, but yeah. 30 more like 50 Okay. 70. Yeah. Because we were saving a couple hundred bucks a month from that. 50. Mm-hmm. A couple hundred. 50. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. Also, conversations like this help me verbalize it. Like sometimes you, you hold things and you don't know how to share them. You don't know how to verbalize them. You don't even know what it is until you, you've until told you. Me be bef- able- you've told me before that you feel like we need to get ahead in another way. And then every single time I say, let's do that. This is the first time I've kept coming back, like, and been like, we have to make more money and that's it. That's the first time I've been saying it like that. I always strategize with you. I think one thing that scared me from our, our fight the other day was, you know, when you shared that, like, you're not spending any money that the places I spend money are on my, in in your business, business. in your business. And, you know, it, (laughs) To me, that was like that just wasn't not not that you shouldn't spend money in your business, but that like you didn't trust or, you know, there wasn't a connection anymore to like our finances. So therefore you were just separating yourself. And that was scary to me because that's not the ethos that we want to operate under that we've said that we don't want to operate under that disconnection from, you know, what we spend together both on ourselves and as a family and there was a disconnection there and to me i hope that we can heal that 
that didn't feel like a place of not healing that the point I had made that for was to say, you know, if I'm to take responsibility for overspending in that account, then we need to look at what I am spending, which is not anything really other than, you know, I'm eating the groceries and I'm doing the things that we're doing together, but I'm not going out there like I used to and buying shoes or buying a jacket. Right. And this gets back to, right. And this gets back to the conversation where there isn't that much flexibility in the monthly budget. Like we're not, we're not spending a lot of excess money. We're spending on necessities and that's pretty much hitting everything. And so it gets back to your answer there, which is just to, to hit those bigger goals or to hit those things, make more money. I asked you at our last, at this visioning session, I asked you, would you, what, you know, there was a question about the retirement and I was like, okay, okay. So I was like, so in order to do this, I need to pay us a little more. Um, We talked about if you get a raise this year, that that would go directly in there, which would contribute a couple extra hundred dollars. You know, we did, we strategized what we were going to do for that. I said, what would it take to do that? And I, oh, I suggested maybe in August before Neo goes to preschool that we take him out of school Mm -hmm. and try to do like, try to balance uh, care with him by ourselves. Yeah. You know, we came up with, and I was like, wow, that's a big, that is one way to get a thousand extra dollars into our IRA. But I was like, wow, at what cost? Right. Right. Yeah. I was the one that came up with those things. You're right. You're right. I just need to it's not to trust to more and to, yeah, no, I mean, but I say that, Mighty Soul, because it is clear that when I bring up something here, there's a clear other way. No, if you wanted to strategize, like if you didn't feel like we landed in a good place, I would love to go back to it. I guess I'm just like, I've never once felt like we couldn't. I love that stuff. Like it just like part of me was like, do I have an old ledger that I can use? I love that kind of stuff. I love a good challenge. Like we are going to eat rice and beans for once a, you know, for a week straight, once a month. And that extra $50, I, I even said grocery subscription, let's take that $50 and funnel it somewhere. At this time, if we're going to get to that level, what we came away with, which I am very excited about, is just is really committing to those weekly check-ins and, and better coordinations because it's clear there's just disconnection there. And, you know, our family meetings, we said that we were going to focus on finances. I don't think we actually did once, mm-hmm. maybe the first time. But mm-hmm. then after that, we didn't. We just w- worked on scheduling. No. Uh, when we paid the credit card, we would always talk about where the money would go. You know, w- you know, the other thing we did strategy wise was say that our our weekly was it weekly or monthly? Our monthly spending budget went down from 800 to 500. At miscellaneous spending, remember? It was at like 880 something and we said let's try oh, to get it down. Oh, that was on in like a 2 week span or something. 2 weeks and yeah. let's get try to get that down to 600 and that's what what we're going to talk about at each of our monthly yeah. which is going to save us but I want to make sure that the 288 that we're letting go of goes into savings. And and I guess like for Mexico. But I just want to say like I do feel like we got disconnected on that. Mhm. Okay. Yeah. I just, yeah. You know, a solution. There were examples of us making those decisions, but like throughout the second half of last year, we, we became increasingly disconnected on it. There weren't times that we, we did check in on it every now and then, but we doing that, I think could 
be a big solve to our problems, like more connection, more conversation. And I think for me, you know, that those are opportunities for me to like practice and learn and share around how I approach these conversations. Yeah. And I think for me, it's going to be being open to hear what the suggestions are or the no's are, even though I feel like I I already feel clear that it's a matter of like we are spending as little as possible, but that I'm open to hearing what those alternate solutions could be and or even listening to what I would consider scarcity, just to hear what is in that and see if we can draw out something valuable. I think that's a big change that I can make is allow space for something new to come in. And that's by being a better listener to what is being shared, because I do trust your wisdom. And I don't want to shut down. I don't want to decide that something is scarcity mentality. I want to let it unfold. Yeah, great. Thanks, babe. Yeah. I love you. Love you. Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.